This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was millennials. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It's the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 90. Wow, Billy. A new decade. A whole new decade. Yeah. We already did our 90s episode. Too bad we burned that one back really? in the 60s of episodes. That's right. What's wrong with us? Um, <laughs> 1990? You got something for me? 1990. 1990. Because the 90s are so rich. I feel like the 90s started in 94. Exactly. The 90s started with the 92 Olympics. Right. That's when the 90, with the dream team right. kicked off the 90s. Yes. Yeah. 1990, the number 90. What about 90? 90's kind of a fun number. 90 was like, I mean, I don't know, like 90, I got a lot of, this is going to sound like a brag. Yeah. I don't mean it as, as one. You got but a lot I got of a lot 90s. of like 90s on tests. Okay. And it was like right on the threshold of like very good to excellent. Like okay. not quite excellent, a little bit better than very good, mm -hmm. not exactly excellent. Yes. Nicole was getting 97s. Jesse got a 99. Right. Russell got a 90. Still good. He's good with that. Way better than Didn't Bill. Didn't study. Bill's on a 79 tip. Bill's, okay. Bill's on the 79 tip. <laughs> Uh, last Tip. week, we talked about group trips, <laughs> yes. number 89, um, and our friend Jared, yes. spent the trip with us in Portland, yes. um, texted me he did. and said that I went on those Jewish uh, teen tours that you talked about. We didn't go to Beijing. We did go to the 94 Olympics in, I believe, Barcelona? Or Nin just the 94 Olympics in general? I want to say 94 might have been Lillehammer, Norway. Was that the Winter Olympics in Lillehammer? I think it might have been. Okay. Yeah. Well, regardless, uh, it's true. Yes. And uh, his group trips and his Jewish teen camps took him around the world. I definitely regret – I don't know if we talked about birthright last time, but I definitely regret now as an adult not seizing that opportunity a little bit. Like, For those who don't know what birthright is, explain. It's – Okay, in the Jewish culture, in the Jewish tradition, Jews are always trying to recruit more – not even recruit. I shouldn't say that. But are always trying to further deepen already existing Jews' relationship to Judaism. Oh. They really want you to lean in and and Jew out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they there's a program that I think is like state-sanctioned by like the nation of Israel. Okay. Uh, where it's – they will essentially pay – for any Jewish person up yeah. to the age of, I think it's 27. Around the world. This isn't just America. Anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere. That's a lot of people. A lot. Okay. Unless you think Jews are a weird minority, but it's still a lot of people. Okay. But they will pay for you to come to Israel for 10 days. And it's called birthright. And But it's a whole like – and again, many people could speak to this more accurately than I could. Sure, but sure. it's a whole regimented thing. You go with a big group. And you actively said, not for me, or you, it just never came across your plate? It always came across my plate okay. being at uh, Hebrew Academy, growing up in like a Hebrew day school, and then just like being around Jewish stuff. I like, assume that your young Jewish friends were like birthrights soon. Always, one always, day, always. One day. Can't wait. Okay. Can't wait looking forward to it. And were you in the corner like like a salty little Jewish boy? Like, yes. No. Yes. If that's what everybody wants to do, then not me. You got it. Really? Yeah, you got it. It was a little bit of that. It was – What it a was, contrarian. It was it was it was also like the height of my contrarian streak. Uh, I just don't like people telling me I had religious skepticism. I had group mind sheep skepticism. That's fair. You guys are all doing it. I right. don't even really like this God stuff. I'll just stay home. Okay. Now at thirty four, deep regret. Okay. Deep regret. Free, Wish I, free vacay. <laughs> free vacay. Miss free vacay. The, miss the free vacay. I miss the free vacay. As a person who's gone to Israel twice now, you have. <laughs> yeah. As the non-Jew in the room who's yeah. been to Israel twice, yeah, um, great country, yeah. 
and Tel Aviv. <laughs> great, great town. city. Great city. Yep. Yeah. It feels like Iceland is uh, where everyone's going and now. That's like the new one. It's like cheap fares yeah. to Iceland. Yes. If you were thinking of somewhere else other than Iceland that is just feels like far out. Tel Aviv? Yes. Ah. Long flight. Yes. 16 hours, but great city. Tel Aviv. Great nightlife. Yes. And it's on the beach. Yes. It's a better Miami. It's a better Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to go. Well, our friend, also another friend that was with us in Portland, Amy, was saying that um, she is an East Coaster originally, went to Israel, went to Tel Aviv, loved Tel Aviv so much, and it was going to Tel Aviv yeah. that inspired her to move to L.A. Whoa, and to Venice. Really? It was like, this is a dope city on the beach. I want to live on the beach. Yes. I want to live in a city on the beach. Yes. And Tel Aviv led her to Venice Beach. If we have any no-joke cool. listeners who have been to Israel or currently reside in Israel. Yeah. Do we have any Israeli listeners? Um, let us know. Let us know, please. Um, um, tell us things that we might not know about Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. I've been there twice. Adam's never been. Mm-mm. There's plenty to learn. Plenty to learn. Um, One of my favorite things about Israelis is the way they speak. Uh, the, the Israeli it. accent. Oren, another mutual friend of ours, we were at a wedding recently. He was talking about his Israeli uncle. And forgive me in advance, Oren, for doing the story perhaps disservice. But he was saying just the way he talks, he was like – he talks like – he says like these biz- like hilariously elongated pauses in between words that are just like connected with like vocal fry. Let's hear so the Jewish like, voice. Uh, Oren, uh, what is uh, – no. Oh. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a sentence, and you say it in that voice. In Oren's uncle's voice. Okay. Yes. I stepped on a cactus. Uh, Oren, uh, I uh, stepped. Uh, on oh my the, god! Uh, on the cactus. I want to squeeze your stomach <laughs> and get the words out. I get it out. Say it. Yeah. There's no room. I, I've lost all sense of sympathy. I, or yeah. the fact that you stepped on a cactus does not matter <laughs> to how slow you're slow talking. <laughs> That is so funny. I just love it. Well, I love the vocal conversational tactic of maintaining the listener's attention with vocal. Power play. move. Power move. Power move. <laughs> I own this conversation. That's so funny. I'm still talking. <laughs> we talked about group trips last week, and we talked about how when we were young, uh, we went on our first trips to Montreal. Yes. Uh, we are going to talk about something else today. Great. But I think it's associated with young people. It is. Is it? Millennials. I, millennials. We're going to talk about millennials. But you and I, I feel like, if anything, we are on the older spectrum. I don't know. I think we're at the top of the we're at the top of the demarcation cutoff there. Still lumped into the millennial conversation. I'm not sure if I feel like a millennial. Yes. So, based on no information whatsoever without looking at any context, how would you Billy n- raw define millennial? Okay. Snapchat, SpongeBob, <laughs> SpongeBob, uh post friends, post the TV show friends. Uh not any, the idea of friends. Yep, uh post TV show friends, social media driven. Yep. Um Less nine to five. Yep. Less public. Less less uh, like marriage. Yep. Uh, like you need to get married. Yep. These are elements, but ultimately, I would say that the age that I would say millennials probably stop is like twenty seven. You're saying that is the oldest that a millennial can be right now. In my mind, yes. Free association. Yes. We're what's free associating. What's the oldest age for a millennial? I would say twenty seven. Twenty seven. Born in two thousand. Uh, born in 1990. 1990. 1990. 1990. So there's that. That's our show. Thanks so much. Good night. Thank you. Um, Thank no, you, that, Portland. I was gonna say that, that I totally agree with all that. All those buzzwords. I'm okay. down with that. Yeah. 27. So that means like be, we being 33 and 30, whatever, we are like at – has slightly aged out of millennials. Generation but, Y? Generation Y. Okay. Maybe. Generation uh, Y is it called? Generation Y. I think Generation Y is in between X and millennial. Okay. I think. Okay. I was going to say for a very simple definition of millennial, I was going to say a internet native, someone born into the internet age. Yes. That makes sense. 
Um, I mean, like where that sort of falls on the timeline of history. I know like the government had the internet back in the day, but like us, we plebeians didn't have the internet until like the 90s. Yeah, no, we're talking about the the modern version of social driven internet. Yeah. Chat rooms. Yes. Okay. A digital, I remember hearing a phrase that really stuck out to me, a digital native versus a digital immigrant. Digital Okay. Someone born into the digital world and it's not a second language they had to learn. They were born into Snapchat, born into the internet. Yeah. My parents and myself. I, I feel more like a digital immigrant than a digital native. Yes. You're a little more tech savvy than me, but I am immigrant right. when it comes to tech. <laughs> you may be a millennial, though. Yeah. You may be a millennial. So I said some of the things that uh, free associated yeah. uh, with being a millennial. Yes. What would you say are some free associations of stereotypes or complaints about millennials? Oh, like fetches? Yeah, well, I mean, not not your personal, but like global uh, millennials are so right. this. Self oh, ab- self-absorbed. Social media well, turns everyone inward. So self-absorbed, self-obsessed, all about selfies. The selfie is the perfect encapsulation of the millennial generation. It's about, look at me and what I'm doing. Selfish. Uh, selfish. Selfish. Selfie. Lazy. I think that is a very – I think that that is a – From the perspective of an older boomer, generation. Exactly. Comparing it to their own experience of what it means to be that age. I don't know lazy. It's, it's a little damning to the baby boomers to say that baby boomers assume millennials are lazy. But I think that there's some notes in there because, like you said in your free, in your free association – we're le- we, millennials, are less tied to nine-to-five jobs, are less tied to one career path. A rigid path. We're th- it's the gig economy. That's another huge thing about, like, I think millennials. It's like you piece together a, l- a living yeah. and you piece together a livelihood yeah. based on whatever you're kind of interested in. I think to a baby boomer who had to go punch in nine-to-five at the factory all day, right. that seems selfish yes. and that seems lazy. I agree. That, a p- that is perceived to be lazy. Yes. Or there's a lack of work ethic. Yeah. I fought in wars when I was at my age. I was putting in 60 hours at the plant when I was your age. You take pictures of your avocado toast. Why do you take pictures of every meal you eat? Right. Why? But <laughs> those are stereotypical and very, very much so. broad um, things, my definitions and your uh, kind of like stereotypical complaints. Yes. But we have a list yes. that is going to help guide yes. uh, full of facts, yes. real facts yes. about millennials that will help guide this conversation moving forward. Can I say one last thing before we get to the list? Please. Okay, great. I think another actually sort of like another sort of differentiation between the generations, this is a bit meta. I think millennials are more resistant to generation def- defining. Okay. I think that millennial less definitions in general. I th- exactly. The less, spectrum. Less labels in general. Yeah. Less labels in general. Everything's Spe- on a gradient. Everything's on a gradient, specifically when it comes to generations. I don't think mo- I think millennials would chafe against the term millennial. Yes. I think I I, I think that carving generations into neat sort of tidy things is uh, very not millennial. I think millennials do not like that. I agree. (laughs) And when we got hired uh, three or four years ago to host a show on Fusion, television network Fusion, it was geared towards millennials. Right. Right? Right. And I remember my first thought being (laughs) – no millennial will watch it because they don't associate themselves as a millennial. Mm-hmm. Like in their branding, they were like, like finally for you millennials. And I was like, I don't think I am one and I've never used that word. Exactly. I mean, I remember the Willennium. Oh, Will I, Smith. I remember when Will Smith dropped. Thousand. Um, is it safe to say that Jaden is the first Willennial? <laughs> Billy. Is he? Is Jaden Smith a Willennial? As a millennial who's also the spawn of Will Smith, the Willennium. Yes. Yes, I think he is. Okay. I think he is. Okay. Yes. And you were the first billennial. 
Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> okay. The millennium is coming up. The millennium is coming up. The millennium is 83 years away. <laughs> so that'll probably be episode, I don't know, like 5,240. <laughs> and, man, we're going to celebrate. The millennium. Hologram Billy and Hologram Adam are going to have a chat. So rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> now so that yes. you don't miss that episode yes. about 5,000 later. Yes. The millennium. Episode. I also just want to make a quick YouTube recommendation. Uh, mutual friend and funny comedian Adam Conover, who has that show Adam Ruins Everything – has a great like 20 minute seminar that he gave about millennials and about like the millennial generation and about generations. Okay. And really sort of like saying that there is, you know, Adam ruins common misconceptions. And I think he was really poking holes in this theory of rigid generation definition and how that's not a thing. Yes. Generations aren't a thing. Baby boomer V generation X V generation Y V millennials. It's, these are fake phony contrived artificial Obviously. Yes. But just sort of like highlighting that. Yeah. But I do think that is one, really one of the differences in generations. Millennials, I think, are on board with that idea of deconstructing this idea of generations. Whereas baby boomers, my mom says to me a lot, your generation does this and my generation does that. Generations. I, so think, I, think I wonder it, if the older you get, you start to look at chunk people as chunks. I think pro- yeah. And the younger you are, it's more like, I don't care about like generations. Ex- I'm young. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, let's go into a song. Let's do it. And then when we come back, we will begin our list. Okay, great. We discussed what we know about millennials <laughs> yeah. right now. Heck of a preamble. Do we um, know uh, who the millennials are listening to? <laughs> and I don't like, I think it's safe to say that like you and I know like the pop stars from our generation <laughs> yeah. who are still around. Yes. Do you have a deep cut, a name, anything that you're like, oh, this is what millennials are listening oh, to? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do I have a name of what millennials are listening to besides the super mega obvious? Yes. The Beavers, the Swifts, the Selena Gomez's. Yeah. I mean, besides the mega obvious. It doesn't have to be pop necessarily, but it would help. <clears throat> pop rap, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Yep. What are the millennials into? What are these millennials into? I genuinely ask myself. Travis Scott? Travis Future? Scott? Future, future. Well, we were talking about that sort of Atlanta ride, the wave hip hop. I think that's, I think millennials. Yeah. You think millennials like future? I think millennials might like future. So do you think millennials might like future mask off? Well, this millennial, and I point to myself, loves that song. Okay. (laughs) So it took a while. Yes. Here's future uh, for all you millennials. We'll be right back with the No Joke Podcast. Tell her how it is. Yeah. Gotta represent, gang, gang. 
chasing shit. Never chasing. Ain't no talking when it's fatal. Having hard, I can't tell. Wait. Half of y'all might need help. Wait. I might fall in Rodale. I might ball and not straight. No I might call a full rail. No all I ask go unveil. Wind blows in the windows and I smack in with a big blow. She got me like tenfold. No, we sinful. Plan them, plan them, plan them. Gotta look yourself and ask what happened. How y'all let a conscience go commercial while only making conscious albums? How y'all let the braids on TV? How y'all let the hood at the table? Now y'all don't even know how to rate them. Looking like I'm a creative player. Everybody who didn't pay respect, gotta fess up now and pay your debt. Gotta lay something down and make a threat. Gotta say something now, don't hold your breath. How you mean I ain't floating? I got the salt, got the potion. I got them all like emotions and emotions. I put career in the coasins and put the body in the ocean. I made an oath when my told me to go in. Then he died on a cold bench. All my old friends living life on a slow end. Gotta keep rolling. It's due. It's due. It's due. It's due. I done f so much I can't slip. I done so much I'm retired. I'm about to live my life through day free. She said she broke down when Prince died. It's all right, it's all right. My hair down, Prince lived to me. I am Get your ass up and be inspired. You know how many bodies in the street. Take the mask off so you can sing. Percocet, yeah. Molly Percocet, be it fine. Percocet, yeah. Molly Percocet, be it fine. Rep the set, yeah. Gotta rep the set, Chase a chick, never chase a Act 2 of the No Joke Podcast. Today we're talking about millennials. That was Mask Off by Future. That song is fire. If you're a millennial, you know about the Mask Off <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> I'm a millennial that doesn't. Adam, you're a, you're, you're a millennial who doesn't know the Mask Off Challenge. Is that a real thing? So we were about to, and are about to, go into a list yes. about facts about millennials. Yes. Again, to remind the audience at home, we're doing this episode to figure <laughs> out if Adam and I are, in fact, millennials. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We don't know. We literally do not know. A millennial would know what the mask off challenge is. <laughs> yes, and I do. Do you have any guesses? Oh boy, um, it's probably some YouTube. Ch- is it a dance? Is it a dance move? Is it like a future dance move? Good guess. That is sweeping the nation. That's a good millennial guess. Okay, so the, like the beat of that song or the melody is do 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 do. Very pretty. I love that. Right. Yes. Um, kids around the country yes. and world played that melody on their instruments, their oh. harps, their cellos, oh. their clarinets, but oh. they did it with the beat behind it, so oh. they kind of had that flair. Yeah. But it was also still, like, very musical yeah. and beautiful and, like, students of music. Well, that's great. So the Mask Off Challenge. And that's good. Again, I don't think that millennials use YouTube like we used to use YouTube. I really? think that it has to be hot on Instagram. Really? I think so. 
I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm a millennial. It's only funny that you say that because whenever, and this is going to make me sound like a, not even a baby boomer, but almost like a, like a homos, early homo sapien. <laughs> but whenever, whenever Maggie and I are encounter a teen or yes. a tween, yeah. the first question she asks is, what websites do you go to? There you go. And yeah. honestly, Bill, Websites. they all start – they all. Listen right. to me. They right. all. Right. The ones that we've encountered start – YouTube is ground zero. OK. It's like that. It, for, again, limited anecdotal research. Fair. This is great. But the mask off challenge. Got to be hot on Instagram. If you're killing time on your phone, yeah. go on Instagram. Put that as a hashtag. Yes. There you go. Great. Okay. Let's get to this millennial list. So we're starting off on the wrong foot, Ad. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought YouTube wasn't cool, and you don't know what the mask off challenge is. <laughs> we are shit out of luck here, man. Okay. So we have a list in front of us. Yes. It has 29 facts. Yes. Yeah. Um, about millennials. Yes. Adam, choose a number, 1 through 29. Okay. I will read that fact, and then we will discuss whether or not that applies to us. Great. Let's start with 20. 20. Yeah, nice and sort of round. Great. About 37% of 18 to 29-year-olds okay. have been underemployed or out of work during the recession. Yeah. The highest share among the age group in more than 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the defining things about the millennial gener- the millennials, yes. as we're talking about, is, yes. is uh, an economic depression and a recession. And I think that's yes, that's a big part of it. That's, that's a, a huge good, part of it. We experienced that firsthand. Are we talking – I mean, in 2008 specifically, yeah. I mean, when like Housing all market crash collapsed, companies were just folding. Banks were folding. And we're just, still like living the ripples of that no and will be for a generation or two. It not only crippled us uh, economically – it kind of started to sprout these new approaches to business. The gig economy. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Where it was like, listen, I can't rely on a big business to just – I can't assume that that's going, they're going to be having jobs for me for years. Yes. I need to start my own bakery. Yes. You know, I need to uh, ride my bike and deliver movies to people in New York City like that's right. cash economy. That's right. And here we are now. That's right. And then sort of industry and like captains of industry started to sort of catch up with that kind of like demand of what – Millennials kind of wanted out of their workforce and out of their working lives. Right. And Uber comes up and Lyft yeah. comes up and these companies that cater to – millennials want to be their own boss. They do not want to work in an office. They do not want to work for anyone. And that uh-huh. is partially because the older generations created such a work environment that was so rigid and so corrupt, frankly, at times that, that, led, the, that the bottom fell out. Completely fell out. And our generation was somehow saved the burden of having to do that same thing. We had a completely new – we were given – a a new opportunity to like, yeah. explore careers yeah. Yeah. Know, from a completely different way. Yes. The gig economy. I mean, I have never had a traditional job. I mean, A, that's for one reason. It's because we're weird artists and we are writing and doing comedy and that's weird. Correct. And that's like nothing's ever going to be normal. I'm Commercial most... art is not exactly a real job environment. That's right. Right. But I mean, again, to- purely anecdotally, many of the Lyft drivers that I sort of encounter here in LA are all like – not all, but a lot of them are like 26-year-olds move from Atlanta, yeah. want, don't know exactly what they want to do, but that's cool. Because this pays the bills. This is fine. Right. They get to make my own hours. I get to be my own boss. Yep. Uh, I don't have to clock in or I'm not accountable to anybody. Tenants of being a millennial, yeah. it seems like now. Yeah. It really feels like an identifiable quality of a millennial. Yeah. There's an autonomy. There's like, I want full autonomy over my work life. My control of my time. Yes. I want control of my time. And I think that that... To and again, not to grossly stereotype, but we're doing it. But to older generations, baby boomers, etc., I think that maybe that's not that's lazy a little bit, but also arrogant. Yes. I think that that comes across as arrogant. Oh, who are you that you don't think you need to get a real job? Right. It sounds who, very luxurious. Oh, I would love to just be my own boss. You but have I the was, choice. You know. So I. But the th- economy now supports it. 
That's right. You know, the economy now says that you can. And the other truth is we, I mean, like we, again, it's like we weren't really given a choice. Like we were, the gig economy, like you just said, sprouted out of a depression, of a recession. Because of a failed previous economy. That's right. So this feels like progress. That's right. Makes sense to millennials. Yeah. Can I pick a number? Will you please? Okay. We are going to. One to 29, Bill. One to 29. 20 was pretty good. 20 was good. Uh, Let's go 15. 15. Okay. Here we go. 56% 56% of Gen Yers okay. won't work at a company if they ban social media access. Okay. 56% of Gen Yers okay. won't work at a company if they ban social media access. Okay, so this is a different group. Yeah. But I think that that could still very much apply to millennials. In yes. fact, I would assume that the number would be higher. Yes. Do you understand the fact? Yeah, the fact is saying— You can't go on Facebook between 9 and 6. It's saying 56% of Gen Yers, that's a deal breaker. But you're sort of inferring that like 94% of millennials would be like, well, if I can't be on Twitter, I'm not going to work there. I think it would be much higher than 56. Yeah. Right. Um, That's a generational gap. Yeah. Would you – would that be uh, prohibitive? Would that make you consider not taking a job? Interesting. I have two thoughts about it. Social media and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I'm fully addicted. Here we are. We talked about Boiling the Frog a couple episodes ago. We're here. Yes. Uh, Maybe our social media app. We're here. Yes. I I rely on all of those things for a lot. Part of your life. For a lot. Yes. I also don't like being so dependent on it, and and this is just a personal thing. I wouldn't really mind someone telling me to shut it off. Look at that! I would mind non-millennial quality. <laughs> yeah, you are a millennial when it comes to gig. Yeah, but you're not a millennial when it comes to needing and wanting. Uh, social media. I, I I wouldn't mind someone saying from nine to five you can't look at social media. You okay. have to work instead. I, I almost would welcome that only because I would like to curb my own addiction and can't do it really do it myself. There you go. So, but that's mm-hmm. a personal thing. Yep. Yeah. I personally would yeah. be with the millennials and yeah. I wouldn't take on that job. Right. Not because I need to be on social media per right. se. There that would inform. Um, the attitude of the company. I guess that's more accurate. And it's if it's not letting the employees breathe and be who they are and let yes. I mean I feel like so much of what makes not just millennials, but today, it's like you are a brand right. to a certain extent. Right. When you hire someone it's like you should let them flower out the way that they feel comfortable. Yeah. And if they're saying like you can't do that and yeah. you can't – like if we're putting restrictions on your choices right. in general. at all. I don't trust your choices to begin with. Great point. You know? Great point. And I think millennials probably see the world that way too. Yeah. Where it's just like why would I want to work for anybody who tells me what I can't do? And also this notion of like we were saying the digital native. I mean social media is so – taken for granted as a integral part of everyday life, obviously. Right, right. But if a company's like, you can't use social media, it's like, well, uh, can we have lunch? It's right. just like, can we eat and talk? Yeah, like, what, what other rules what do you mean? are you allowed to just put upon me? Can we read? Now, we what? were caterers. Yes. And that's not a full-time job. <laughs> no. But we were not allowed to use our cell phones that's on right. the floor. That's right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Because it's like, there's going to be a pocket of time where you're performing. Yes. It's like if you're in a play or a concert, you can't check your phone there's in the middle. There's a presentational element to exactly. it. Exactly. Right. But otherwise, if we're talking full-time jobs, which I think that fact yes, implies, yes. Uh, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay. I get it. I guess I'm – Okay. Yeah. So, I'm so you're on one of two. two. I'm one of two. And I guess you're – Two of two, Okay, I think. Bill. Okay. Billennial. Uh, okay, yep. Yeah. As a reminder, the Billennium starts in <laughs> roughly 5,000 episodes. Stay, Rate, review, and subscribe. Stay tuned. Stay on. <laughs> stay <laughs> on the podcast app. Stay on it. Okay. Uh, do I pick a number or do you pick a number? Uh, uh, I'm going to pick one, right? Yes. Okay, let's do seven. You want to learn about the seventh fact about being a millennial? I would love to. Okay. Okay. Still in the workforce. Okay, great. 74% want flexible work schedules. Sure. 
exactly we were what we were just talking, talking about. about. Exactly. Do we want to rehash that, or can we just say that that is reaffirmed? I fully stand by that. I don't want to. I personally am not mentally, spiritually, emotionally cut out for uh, an inflexible work schedule. Right. I've got to be flexy. If there was a, if there was an inflexible job. For you. Yeah. Uh, and not like a, where you had to be on a television show for yes. 12 hours a day. Yes. But like a complete career shift. Yes. An inflexible career yes. shift. Yes. Is there an industry that you would want to work NBA in? NBA assistant coach. Okay. <laughs> I mean, still a dream job, but I get it. I get it. Major hours. Uh, yeah, major hours. Yes. A lot of travel. Okay. Very inflexible. Let's, I would happily do it. Let's pick another number, coach. Uh, okay, great. Oh, uh, me pick a number. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's go to the, let's go 26. Wow. All the way down, 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 down. Millennials are not just virtually connected via social networks. They value the role that they play in these communities. They value the role that they as individuals play in the social media community. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, piggybacking on what we were saying. I mean, like social media to a certain generation is a weird second life. It's like there's reality and then, and then there's social media. Agreed. I think to a younger generation and to people who are more digital native there is no difference. Social media life is my life. Right. What do you mean? Right. So my reputation, my quote-unquote brand, yes. as, as much yeah. as it pains me to say that, or just like my pers- my social media personality is my personality. There's no difference. It's not a 2.0 version. Generation Y, which I think was the generation previous to millennials, yes. they had an app or a program on their computer uh, or a game on their computer called Second Life. Yes. And you could create an avatar. Yeah. Basically like a Sims character. Right. Or a Tamagotchi yeah. <laughs> that you like nurture. Yeah. But you also spend money to dress up. Right. They go to social events and you can like, there's all sorts, there's literally like an endless amount of, you could shop at Banana Republic God, for your so Second funny. Life. Oh my God. And for and it's any, just like a little 8-bit man walking around and you go to a Banana it's Republic. It's a computer. It's a computer, okay. And now we uh, millennials have decided to get rid of that silly avatar and buying those digital clothes from Banana Republic. Yes. I'm going to just do that for myself. Yes, exactly. And present myself in a series of pictures that makes you believe that my life is a certain way. That's right. Whether or not it is. That's right. It's just this way of playing the game online. Yeah. And I guess that is – that's where I do understand the crotchety like mm, skepticism about social media. Why? Because what is authenticity? What is being genuine? It's like I'm sad today, so I'll post a picture of me, a cute selfie, because that will present to the world that I'm happy. But also the act of doing that will cheer me up. So, So, like, it just gets blurry. I mean, it's it's interesting the the difference between um, someone's authentic experience of the world in life yeah. and then their social media experience of the world. Should I we guess? be placing the same rules uh, that we place on the human world on the uh, our social media world? Like what? Absolute, yeah. Like authenticity went around one another. Yeah. Uh, like, like if there are the same rules as like proper behavior yeah. or like – I don't know. Some people like to be more scandalous. It's like, a, or it's like act a completely different way than they do in the real world because yes. they're just more comfortable there. Exactly. And like, shouldn't they be given that freedom? Yes. Yeah, totally. I right. think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, we should have totally uh, – not, not a helpful thought. I won't say it. Please. Okay. Um, we should uh, totally have Brandon Wardell to, on the show to talk He's about He's a millennial. He He's a cool teen. <laughs> He's a cool teen. He seems to und- – if you don't know co- comedian Brandon Wardell, very funny. He's maybe like 23 or 24, but he seems to understand – social media nuance and the many, many layers of irony and not irony that yes. exist within the social media sphere that I – makes me feel like a 75-year-old grandpa. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we could use Brandon right now because yeah. we have to come up with another millennial song. Oh, shoot. 
Now, we talked about the millennium. We talked about the <laughs> We talked about the millennium again. Yes. It's about 5,000 eps. So yes. Stay subscribed. Yes. Do you remember or do you have a particular favorite off of uh, Willennium? You're going to have to refresh my memory a little bit on what tracks. Was that getting jiggy, etc.? I think it's getting jiggy. I think you might even uh, just the two of us. But sorry, wasn't that Big Willie's style? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't want to poke a hole in this yes. because I'm here for the Willennium, obviously. What the heck was on the Willennium? <laughs> what well, was on the Willennium? Wow. Wow, wow, was? I don't know. No. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I think we might have just dug a hole. That's okay. Digging Ooh. a hole is something that we millennials do. All right, so let's just leave the millennial yeah. world, but stay in the Will Smith world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a song from Will Smith uh, that gets you hyped? <laughs> uh, usually soundtrack songs. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes he makes a lot of good soundtrack There's songs. There's Parents don't, uh, don't Understand. Yeah, Summertime was one of the early hits. Parents Don't Understand might actually be the appropriate song for millennials. Because parents don't understand. Totally. This is actually a good song <laughs> for millennials out there. Okay. Right now you're about negative, uh, like 4,000. But yeah, you'll love this song when you come out of the womb. Parents Just Do Not Understand by Will Smith. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes So to you other kids all across the land There's no need to argue, parents just don't understand I remember one year my mom took me school shopping It was me, my brother, my mom, oh, my pop And my little sister all hopped in the car We headed downtown to the gallery Started bugging with the clothes she chose I didn't say nothing at first I just turned to my nose She said, what's wrong? This shirt costs $20 I said, mom, this shirt is plaid With a butterfly collar The next half hour was the same old thing My mother buying me clothes from 1963 And then she lost her mind and did the ultimate I asked her for Adidas and she bought me zips I said, mom, what are you doing? You ruined my rap She said, you're only 16 You don't have a rap yet I said, mom, let's put these clothes back, please She said, no But back the bell bottom Brady one trousers. But if you don't want to, I can live with that. But you gotta put back the double knit reversible slacks. She wasn't with it, everything stayed the same. Inevitably, the first day of school came. I thought I could get over. I tried to play sick, but my mom said, no, no way. Uh-uh. Forget it. There was nothing I could do. I tried to relax. I got dressed up in those ancient artifacts. And when I walked into school, it was just as I thought. The kids were cracking up, laughing at the clothes mom bought. Weren't laughing, still had a ball Cause they were pointing and whispering as I walked down the hall I got home and told my mom how my day went She said if they were laughing, you don't need them Cause they're not good friends For the next six hours, I tried to explain to my mom That I was gonna have to go through this about 200 more times So to you other kids all across the land There's no need to argue, parents just don't understand My parents went away on a week's vacation And they left the keys to the brand new porch But they mind, mm, well, of course not I'll just take it for a little spin And maybe show it off to a couple of friends I'll just cruise it around the neighborhood Well, maybe I should Yeah, of course I should Hey, 
attention, here's the thick of the plot. I pulled up to the corner at the end of my block. And that's when I saw this beautiful girly girl walking. I picked up my car phone to perpetrate like I was talking. You should have seen this girl's bodily dimensions. I honked my horn just to get her attention. She said, was that for me? I said, yeah. She said, why? I said, come on and take a ride with the hell of a guy. She said, how do I know you're not sick? You could be some deranged lunatic. I said, come on, toots. My name is the prince. Besides, what a lunatic have a Porsche like this? She agreed and we were on our way. She was looking very good, so as I must say, word. We hit McDonald's, pulled into the drive. We ordered two Big Macs and two large fries and Cokes. She kicked the shoes off onto the floor. She said, drive fast, speed turns me on. She put her hand on my knee. I put my foot on the gas. We almost got whiplash. I took off so fast. The sunroof was open. The music was high. And this girl's hand was steadily moving up my thigh. She had opened up three buttons on her shirt so far. I guess that's why I didn't notice that police car. We're doing 90 in my mom's new Porsche. And to make this long story short, short, when the cop pulled me over, I was scared as hell. I said, I don't have a license, but I drive very well. Arrested, the car was impounding. There was no way for me to avoid being grounded. My parents had to come off a vacation to get me. I'd rather be in jail than to have my father hit me. My parents walked in and I got my grandpa said, uh, mom, dad, how was your trip? They didn't speak. I said, I want to plead my case. But my father just shoved me in the car on my face. That was a hard ride home. I don't know how I survived it. They took turns. One would beat me while the other one was driving. I can't believe it. I just made a mistake. Well, Parents are the same no matter time, no place. So to you other kids all across the land, take it from me. Parents just don't understand. Welcome back to the No Joe Podcast. This is Act 3. Today, Billy and I are talking about millennials. We still haven't figured out whether or not we are millennials. Okay, which is in and of itself sort of the ambiguity is what we millennials embrace. There is mm-hmm. no finite answers. Mm-hmm. There's only a spectrum. So we are millennials. Exactly. For now. <laughs> yeah. For now. Uh, you just enjoyed uh, Will Smith and I want to say DJ Jazzy Jeff. Heck yeah. For sure. Jazz getting thrown out the front door by Uncle Phil. One of the great, and not just once, like recurring throughout oh, this, all the time. The same. It was the best. <laughs> So James Avery, the dad from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, died maybe two or three years ago. R.I.P. Part of me wanted for Jazz to get thrown out of the funeral ceremoniously. Billy, that's very sweet. You know what I mean? Billy, that's a really funny idea. That would have been great. That would have been just poetic. (laughs) I don't know for who, because I don't know if it's filmed. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, that might be nice. At like a military funeral, you shoot guns into the air. Yeah. At Uncle Phil's funeral. For Jazz. In the air. At the door in the air. So there's that. idea, Bill. Yeah. That's really funny, man. Do millennials care about the Fresh Prince? Doubt it. No, man. I don't they... think millennials care about Nas. No. You know, they don't. Did you just hear Lonzo Ball say no. that uh, no one listens to Nas? He doesn't matter. Uh, everyone listens to Migos now. Lonzo the Kid, not LeVar the Dead. Lonzo, Lonzo the Kid. The Laker. Yep. Says he... that everyone listens to Migos. No one listens to no Nas. No one listens to Nas. I personally, my feelings are hurt. I feel hurt. My feelings are hurt. Trust me, the internet was pissed about it. Pissed, man. But that's a millennial point of view. And he's, I'm sure, I mean, what do you mean? He's he's right. He's speaking to his authentic experience. He must know. Nas is I for don't. olds. You're old. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, this is just a funny Harvard Sailing Team anecdote. One time, this is when we started to fill the generation gap between oh, ourselves and millennials. Baby, baby, we went I to a know. college. We did a college show. This is, I don't know, a few years ago. And uh, we were doing like a workshop with some of the college kids afterwards. A Q&A? A Q&A. And they said, like, what are your favorite shows? Or like, or, or we were talking about improv or comedy or something. And Jen. Making a television show. Yeah. Like, what kind of show are you making? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jen, our esteemed Harvard Sailing teammate, um, said, well, uh, you guys, uh, the, the show, uh, Kerber Enthusiasm. And there was a deafening silence. And she said, single camera comedies, you know, very natural. Yeah. Like, and, okay. Kerber Enthusiasm. Uh, there was a crickets. Crickets, and then someone just from the back of the class said, not even too loud, but definitely a loud enough to be heard, just said, old. Old. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact. Old. old. <laughs> it, it, cut, it was just like We're a old. ninja blade <laughs> sliced across oh. nine people, and oh. we just fell to the floor. <laughs> old. <We're... laughs> that was so clean. That moment was so clean. We were put in our place. Thank you, millennials. Put in our place. Thank Old. you, our fellow millennials. Dunno. Dunno yet. Dunno. Old, period. Uh, Harvard Sailing Team does a lot of live shows. We are doing a live show. Yeah, man. And it's particularly relevant because it's a HeadGum yes. live show. Wednesday, September 27 at the UCB Sunset Theater here in Los Angeles at 10.30 p.m. If you are in L.A., you should come. If you are not, you should really fly in. You should fly in for it. It's worth it. You're going to see a 20-minute set yeah. uh, by Adam and I yep. somewhere in, on, in the lineup. Yeah, I think Jake and Amir and Jeffrey, the dumbass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, are hosting this event with some HeadGum friends. Yep. Uh, Billy and I are privileged and honored to be a part. We're going to do 20 minutes. That's right. And hang out. Uh, if you've listened to like the first 30 episodes or so, you've heard our rap songs. Yes. Uh, you haven't heard them recently. Maybe we'll give them another spin soon. I think that we might. But on stage, you'll hear a few. Yeah. So if you want to see us rap live, yep. September 27th, 10.30 p.m., yes. UCB Sunset, Los Angeles. And someone tell Nas. Someone tell Nas that these millennials still care. Mm. Someone tell Nas that he is more than welcome to the UCBLA. We can teach him. We, uh, we can teach him the words to underpants do you like. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he can teach us why he doesn't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So come out to that. September 27th. That's in the real world. On the yeah. digital world, we made a request. Yes. Last week. Yes. We wanted people to tell us if they're still listening. And if so, what did we want them to write? We wanted to write in the iTunes comments that they were hyped, not 1.0, not 2.0, but in fact hyped 3.0. 3.0. And I didn't look for a couple of days. And when we got here, you said, hey, Bill, we got some hyped 3.0s. That made me so happy. That's right. We also asked for another thing, which you sort of casually tossed off. I had almost half forgotten about. Yes. We asked for a secret. A secret. We said, the right hype 3.0 maybe tells us a secret. It's fine. You're anonymous. <laughs> exactly. So just put it out there. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And we received some. We did. Do you want me to read off Do some you? of the we'll, uh, some of the lovely things people said? Will you please? Said? Will you please? So we were looking for hyped 3.0. Yes. And like we said. They came rolling in. Yep. I'm sliding past a bunch of Jeps on No Joke. Yeah. On Friday, hype 3.0 in Seattle. Seattle. Secret. Got a crush on the girl who sits across from me at work, but she's got a boyfriend. Uh, Good secret. We won't tell. Good secret. Millennials can keep secrets. Hype 3.0 for life. Great. Done. Hype 3.0 from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, Love that state. Postscript. Love you guys. Love you too. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Review. Hype. Hyped. 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 Okay, so yeah, we just start jumping through. There was another secret. We got a hype from Rutgers. Yes. Uh, I don't know if this is interesting. Okay, here's the secret we were looking for. Let's hear it, Bill. So, this is from our good friend, Evan Wooten. What's up, Ev? So, I want to give you this review only to find a screen with five-star review and this message. Hype 2.0 and 3.0 from Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Secret. I've convinced many people I'm a sponsored skateboarder for no reason. I am not one. I can't skateboard. Congratulations. Good white lie. (laughs) Good white lie. Yeah. 
how do you convince somebody that you're a professional skateboarder? It has to be online, right? Has to be. Hmm. With an, I, and it makes me wonder. I have a lot of questions, Evan. Are you a amateur? Sort of like, are you an amateur skateboarder? He and you're can't just, skateboard. He can't skateboard. He can't skateboard. He can't. Yeah. So that's a one hundred percent lie. I wonder. I sometimes get people ask me, "Are you a swimmer?" Right. Because of my body. Yeah. I just have like a long. You're live. Yeah, and it's just like you kind of look like a swimmer. No body. You so have people, no body fat. People say that to me, and I'll almost always say yes. Yes. Or when people ask us, are you related sometimes? Because we have the same kind of attitude. Yes. We always say. Of course. So yeah. I wonder if he looks like a skateboarder. Yeah. And he said, I might as well ride this might wave. Might as well just ride it. Yes. If people are going to call me that, then I'm going to be that. That's right. Well, that's a great, great, great secret. Thank you, Evan. Please, everyone, refer back to I want to say episode 61 about lies. Yes. Where we talked about little white lies that you can plant in your life. Amazing that you even figured out 61. I think, I think only be, it's, uh, it's, I'm not. I trust you. 61. I trust you. Great. So we're still trying to figure out if we are millennials. Can't be sure. We have about nine minutes, eight minutes left to figure it out. Okay. Can we put another few numbers on the board? I would love to. Okay. I choose the final number. Great. I'm a millennial. I'm wild. Yeah, you're freaking wild, Bill. Is it 29 or 26? 29. Let's go. Okay. Millennials are more tolerant of different races and groups than older generations. 47% versus 19%, ouch. With 45% of millennials agreeing with preferential treatment to improve the position of minorities. Look at that. Not bad. Thank you, stats, for that one. Not bad. Okay. I have to be a little like Nate Silvery and like nitpicky about even the way this is phrased. Okay. Say Just again. To- tolerant. Okay. More tolerant of different races and groups than older generations, 47% versus 19%. That's just very vague. That's all. I just mean like saying older generations are 19% tolerant of older groups could mean a trillion different things. Who knows what that means? Fair. But in general. I think stats aside. Stats aside. You the know sentiment I mean? of this. Yes. Because, I mean, stats burned us. Nate Silver also said that Hillary Clinton had a 98% chance of winning on election Thanks day. Thanks a lot, Nate. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> put the stats aside <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a second. Yeah, you're right. I guess that's But the point. sentiment at the top yeah. where, he, where they say that uh, it's just a more tolerant uh, demographic. How about that? Do you have any uh, – can you guess why? Well, I mean, I think it kind of – I mean, look. I think it sort of is a product of youth. Mm-hmm. I think that, like you just said, I think that uh, the more you age – and this we were talking about this in terms of like defining things, defining things. Okay. I think it all comes to defining when you're young, you you resist definition. Yes. You just resist being defined, and you resist defining others. Yes. You just you just are more. I don't know. Your your brain is still forming. Your feelings and philosophies are still forming. You're figuring out who you are in the world. Yeah. Right. Just not as willing to bo- put people in boxes or label things or create fine. You're lines also definition. in like um like created communities where for years you're always surrounded by people. That's right. The older you get, the more isolated you become. That's right. You'll be you'll have a job or you'll have a few things in your life where you'll see the same group of people over and over again. Right. But in school, in college, these are environments where you are thrust into so many different types of yes. people. Yes. And I think that that probably helps inform. I'm seeing all these different types of kids every day. I play sports with some. I'm in class with Absolutely. others. I just get to know them better. I also can't think that the internet hasn't played a part in that. The Go internet on. connects Everybody all yeah. over the world. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't need to leave your house to see what a tribe in West Africa lives like. Right. You can go on vice.com right. and watch a fascinating documentary, and that grows your empathy. And I think, yes, I think you're it right. It grows your empathy. And just general tolerance. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like when you are the information age, when you, know you suddenly more. start to learn. I mean, and even go beyond that, like when Ferguson, I remember that was like one of the first times where I was seeing live streams tell right. me the news. That's right. Firsthand. Yeah. And without that, 
it would have been headline clips, yeah. you know, and newspaper clips yeah. about this thing that was like very removed yeah. from like my sight lines. Yeah. And so I heard this bad thing happened. Yeah. But now I'm seeing it firsthand. Yeah. And this is how millennials are starting to receive the, the news too. That's right. Via social media. Yeah. So I'd also be curious to know, like demographically, I, I am sort of talking to my ass here, obviously, but I think that, uh, over the course of the last, I don't know, handful of decades or so, so much um, exodus from the suburbs to urban areas. Like New York and L.A. and San Francisco, these cities have boomed in population. Yep. Boomed. Yep. And so millennials are getting the hell out of Dodge and they're going to live in cities where you're surrounded by everybody and tolerance is, not a, pr- tolerance is a given. And you know what I think <laughs> comes after that? Yeah. Is then they go back to their hometowns or their home cities, the Oaklands of the world, bring their the tolerance with them, and then they go uh-huh. and they create their cool like third wave coffee shop. That's right. Or their you know bar that they learned how to like make it funky in Portland, and then they brought it back to wherever. Exactly. You know. That's so right. there is that kind of. I remember even after the recession in yeah. two thousand and eight, there was a lot of people going back home to yeah. start small businesses. Yeah. They moved to these big cities. Yeah. They developed these qualities, and now they said, "I can't afford to live here That's anymore, right. but I still can be myself." back where I came because I know who I am now. I'm going to take these values and virtues with me and bring them back to Sheboygan. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Here's a sad note. I just want to say this. I don't mean to bring the mood down, but something Maggie and I have been talking about recently, which we read, which sort of relates to this, um, is that the internet, one of the the sort of like uh, unintended negative consequences maybe of the internet is that she read, it was like the human brain isn't really that equipped or – and maybe it's adapting and evolving with all this new information okay. and all this – just the the glut of information that we are exposed to now because of the internet, that yeah. we can know everything all the time. Yes. That the – Maggie was like the human brain isn't equipped and really built to – specifically human suffering, to imagine and to conceive of all of the human suffering that's happening all over the world of at course. any given moment. We'd die. We if, would we, di- if we could, if we could process all of that, we'd die immediately. Yeah, yeah, and yet we are, we are, we're not. I mean, processing. Yeah, we are at least just aware. Like we're yeah. just more aware. And there's just a double-edged sword of awareness. That's all. There's a double-edged sword. Yeah. One is you know more. It's always great to know more. Obviously. Right. Obviously, know right. more. Thirst for knowledge. Be aware yeah. of, the, of the global community. Also, horrible things happen everywhere, and up until the internet age, you only kind of knew about it through the newspaper. What was happening in your local community? Now we are, we are gifted slash cursed with the whole world's information. Yep. So, yep. and again, I don't know how that relates to tolerance, but I just think it's the other side of the coin of that, of knowing all. Yes. We can know all. It's. I think it's a muscle. I yeah. think it's like we are the beta phase <laughs> yeah. of like connecting the brain to the yeah. computer. Yeah. You know, and like the amount of information that we're suddenly, you know, th- it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, so I think that we are just kind of like the first rounders. Yeah. You know, of just like, yes, we are figuring out how the brain, yes. what information the brain will receive. And when I get snarky about the buzzfeeds of the world, the things that I'm snarky about and side eye about and old and crotchety about, and I think that we've talked about this maybe in other podcast, but is the, the another thing that the, in, the internet has done is like the democratization or the leveling out of all information. So like you go on BuzzFeed, you scroll, and it's like horrible earthquake in Haiti, 700 dead. Scroll down one article, 75 crazy things to do with your cat. Scroll yeah. down one article, horrible famine in West Africa. Scroll down one article, say by the bell memes. Yeah. And it's like everything is the same information, and it's like it's yeah. a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> I think that that last monologue you just said uh, gave us our answer. We are not. not we are not millennials. <laughs> we are not. Definitively not. You going on that diet? Yeah, that wasn't great. The, no, yeah. so great. Yeah. We couldn't. The list helped Could, a little. Yeah. It got it, us to where we wanted to be. Let us our answer. But you, you embodied I, I the know. answer we needed. I know. We are not millennials. I just cranked out. We yeah. are 
cavemen. We're cavemen. We're cavemen trying our hardest. <laughs> cavemen with smartphones. And yeah. <laughs> we're cavemen who host the No Joke Podcast. Yes. And that was that episode. It was a fun one, Bill. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Skinner. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>